This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Welcome back. Good morning. Welcome back to another Jerry Callahan list. Jerry Callahan show. Uh, the normal trio is here. I am Michael Montante, joined by Craig Alcone and Alice Shattuck. How are we all doing today? Fantastic. Um, before Newsmax cuts the feed, Jerry update. Uh, I believe his last procedure is tomorrow. And. Hopefully that's it, and <laughs> that fixes everything. That is. Do we thing. have? Is he is he making progress? Are we? Are you know? Are we, are we getting somewhere with it? Or so he seems no, like texting. You wouldn't know anything's wrong. Obviously, he's well sending texts. It doesn't affect texts. Doesn't affect texts. <laughs> Surprising. I mean, okay. He's he's Shocker. he's sending more than normal. He's just he seems happy. So I don't. So think, a little more, a little more upbeat. Yes. Yeah. So that's uh that's good and promising. Um. So. Hopefully, my guess, I don't know, obviously, I've given up trying to guess timelines. Hopefully, by the first of the year, we're back to normal. And I'm predicting a Christmas miracle. That'd be nice. I'm not, Jal- Jerry Callahan comes back in a little elf costume and breaks down be, uh, what he's missed the last three months for be, three hours, three hours straight. It'd be like a Rogan, Rogan episode. That'd be perfect. I'll get the, uh, I know it's Christmas, but <laughs> we got to record. Oh, yeah. Have to talk yeah, about yeah. Well, I, would, I would love that for for multiple reasons. You having to do that on Christmas would be that would be fantastic. great. I can be up late, you know, doing the stocking stuffers and everything, mm-hmm. listening to Jerry with the lights on and the all the festive stuff with the little cookies out. Please don't put any ideas in his head. That sounds that sounds <laughs> that sounds delightful. Uh, speaking of Christmas, I think uh, everyone now is starting to shuffle around. Since you guys have kids, uh, Alice, you guys have like 13 mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. Uh, it's time to, to start getting ready and prepping for the little kiddos. Uh, I think a great Christmas present uh, myself is going to be a George Santos cameo clip for the cheap price of $150, which nowadays is like three or four items from the grocery store. So it's really not that bad. Uh, check, check this out. Our, our buddy, John Feiderman. Fetterman, Fetterman, Fetterman. Who the hell is Fetterman? I, I just com- combined somebody. Fetterman, our buddy you Fetterman messed up my last name. Is, it's a problem. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but Fetterman is getting better and better. He's evolving. Um, <laughs> soon to be able to speak coherently, but his social media game is on point. Check out this video. Hey, Bobby. Uh, look, <laughs> I don't think I need to tell you, but these people that want to make you get in trouble and want to kick you out and make you run away, you make him put up or shut up. You stand your ground, sir, and don't get bogged down by all the haters out there. Stay strong. Merry Christmas. Is he just laying it on thick because he's trying to promise that he's gay? No, I think I think it's pretty well known. Now he's just letting it rip. I think maybe he's he comes across as a little more of a sympathetic figure if he really pours it on thick with the uh, the gay the gay voice. But um, Santos is a delight. Uh, I like he's him. Fantastic. Yeah, the most honest liar out. in Washington D.C. He just up and lies. You know, he'll- yeah, my favorite thing about him is he's still claiming that he's he is kind of a victim. He shouldn't have been kicked out. That would only happen to a Republican, which we discussed. Mm-hmm. But. As Fetterman he, pointed out, by the way. Yeah, as Fetterman gets into, uh, you know, places like the, the View, which we played last week. But, yeah, maybe consider getting $150 thing uh, for Santos. I have a weird feeling. I don't know in what capacity it will be, but I don't think we've seen the last of uh, George Santos. I don't know if he could parlay this into a weird role on Fox, which I think, or maybe news. So, 
He uh, he's not done because of the polarizing figure. He's mm-hmm. you got to have some wits to you to pull off that heist like that. Just to absolutely lie and get into you know our government's uh, inner lies workings. Constantly, so. he steals from donors. Did you see that was like the latest story about him? Is he was stealing donors' credit card information? Like, he's no, that's just, remarkable. Though. But he's just like. Like I say, he's like the most honest liar in Washington, D.C. He's just a straight up liar crook. But like, since when do they start kicking people out of Congress for being a liar or a crook? They're all liars and crooks. So, mm-hmm. you know, Fetterman has the right of it here because if they start kicking people out for this stuff, obviously Menendez has to go. But how about all the congressmen doing insider trading all the time? You know, how are they all? They have a six figure salary and they're all multi multi millionaires multiple times over. It's ridiculous. They're they're all crooks. They're all full of it. And George Santos, for some reason, is the one guy who has to go because he's got a smile on his face and tells us when he's doing it. Like he just doesn't care. He won't play the game. And, you know. I'm not endorsing stealing people's credit card information, obviously, (laughs) but but, you know, I don't think out of all the things that people in Congress do, he's like some special case where it's like dangerous to America and they have to remove him right away. The voters will take care of it if they want to. End of story. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And um, where's the LGBTQI plus community? We're just kicking out trans senators now and there's no uproar. That's just fine. He's, he's I don't think he's now? trans per se. Wasn't he? Wasn't he? I think he's just gay. Am I breaking news to you? No, I think he was cross-dressing and stuff. In Brazil, big, I could be spreading fake. I could be spreading fake news. Cross-dressing, I'm pretty sure cross-dressing, and trans are not the same thing, Montante. Are we sure? Yeah. He uses Positive. he him pronouns. Yeah. He okay. just likes to wear right, dresses. Well, I guess you. I don't know. I, uh, I you shouldn't put people in boxes like that just because you wear a dress. Doesn't mean it's hard. It's hard. It's hard for me to keep up. But I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a few years behind the uh, behind the behind the times here, but. Uh, my boss and many other global elites are not cross-dressing, but they are in Dubai for the COP28 conference. Um, if you don't know, the easiest way to describe the COP28 conference is a bunch of really, 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 really rich people uh, get together. I think it's every other year uh, and go over global warming, climate change, whatever the flavor of the month is for what they're calling the climate crisis. It's just a, it's just a great way for them to get together. Um, pass insider secrets and profit off of a made up uh, emergency. I mean, I'm just looking at it from a common sense standpoint. When I was younger, uh, you couldn't use plastic bags because plastic was terrible for the earth. Um, and actually, so then, before that, plastic came. Plastic bags became a thing because because you wanted to save a tree yeah. and not use paper, so they had plastic bags. So yes, yes, I, it's from a common sense standpoint. That's the yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. They, Something like that they're using in everyday life are now there's just conflicting. It's all it's all baloney. It's all BS. Now in New Jersey, you guys have to hold on to your plastic bags. Enjoy them because when you come to New Jersey, we statewide have banned plastic bags. You can only either bring your own bag, which no one remembers, or you can buy these biodegradable bags that cost anywhere from between fifty cents to two dollars. So you'll right. get up there. You'll have a bunch of groceries. You spent $300 worth of groceries that used to be 96 And now you're spending $5 on bags that you'll forget at home 
for for the remainder of right. maturity. So. And by the way, those and, bags are worse for the environment unless you use sure. them each about a hundred times because of the amount of carbon it takes to make them. They're way more carbon intensive to make than a regular plastic bag. So if you forget it at home and you only use it the one time instead of the other plastic bag, then you're actually you're worse part of the, for the environment of, again. You're part so of the problem. It just, we've had this in Massachusetts for a while. Thank God we live close enough to the New Hampshire border where we can sometimes get plastic bags still. Because, you know, oh. otherwise, plus then we have to buy bags for like walking the dog and whatever, too, that right. we wouldn't have bought otherwise. I'm glad I'm glad you said this. So I actually had uh, every dog owner has this problem. I'm digging around this morning. Dogs at the you know ready to go at the door. I'm out of bags. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't live in a state where I have plastic bags. So I'm, I can't use these biodegradable bags. It would be it would become a disaster, a sloppy mess. What would you guys do in situation? Pray the dog shits in a spot no one can see. <laughs> see, you're, you're a bad guy. I want paper That's towel. That's strategy too. Oh no, paper towel. That's oh, disgusting. God. It was it, it was it was atrocious. It was disgusting. It was <laughs> thank God it was it wasn't that bad. It was it was a good one. That, but I just felt like such a creep and weirdo picking up a piece of poop of paper towels in front of a a main street. But anyway, let's let's uh, let's get out of that. So you just got into which something I did not know is that these biodegradable bags are actually worse on the environment if you don't use them a thousand times. You know what else is probably bad for the environment taking your own private jets to dubai uh for, mm-hmm. for this conference let's let's play this clip it's very very funny and i'm glad it happened So this is a private jet that is grounded in Germany um, due to some early season snowfall. And what I got to give the people credit who have come up with um, the word games, the word salad, and just to, to trick uh, easy, manipulated people is when it doesn't snow and it's too hot, we have global warming. Now, when it does snow too early and, you know, they'll say, oh, well, that's a, that's a, that's a, you know, that's Climate extreme change. weather. Like this, this doesn't happen like that. It's like, so anything that happens weather-wise, you guys have a, a term for it? Like, yep. <laughs> all right. Well, you guys win. Like, and it was all what, caused what you by your plastic bag, I hope you know. Uh, our plastic bag. Now, the a billion COVID masks that are, you know, now in the oceans and whatnot, those are fine. Those actually don't hurt the environment. Those are completely mm-hmm. okay. So don't don't bring that up. But yeah, your plastic bags are the problem. And when it comes to climate change, I grew up perfectly uh, to be introduced to politics because this guy was everywhere. Uh, what was the god awful movie that came out probably mid two thousands? An Inconvenient Truth. Mm-hmm. That was Al Gore, though. Al uh, Gore, same same thing to me. They're, they're <laughs> in my head, they're the exact same person. Two absolute sleaze presidential balls. candidates who are into climate change. It's true. Yeah, who have just put politics to the side. They took politics as far as they could. Can never get over the top, and are now are just profiting off of the climate change hoax. Let's get into Mister and Mister Kerry. If I, he's a, he's a, from Massachusetts, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Been our senator go. quite a while. He's like the wannabe Kennedy. Mm. Hence like the yeah. hair and the voice and the whole thing. Great head. I, I would trade. I would trade heads of hair <laughs> with him in a heartbeat. But Craig, let's hear this uh, lying sleazeball talk. But let me just tell you bluntly, when the best scientists in the world unanimously are telling us as leaders in our countries that we are on the brink of tipping points from which you cannot come back, irreversible, that the permafrost or the barren sea ice or the, or the coral reefs 
or most importantly, the Arctic and the Antarctic may be at tipping point or beyond. Last summer, it was 70 degrees Fahrenheit above normal in the Arctic. It was 100 degrees Fahrenheit above normal in the Antarctic. What? And a massive component of ice that had been lodged in the mud because it was so heavy, it was stuck there, has now melted sufficiently that it's risen and moving across the southern ocean towards Georgia Island, and it will melt and accelerate the sea level rise of the planet. So this year, we just learned yesterday, it was confirmed, it's not when we learned it, was the hottest year in history, human history, that we measured. But that's true now of every year, almost, for the last 30 years. Decades, three years, three decades ago was the third now warmest. The second decade was the second warmest, and this last decade, the warmest in history. So I'm not going to say more about it, except to say that if we can't hear Mother Nature and can't judge with our own eyes what the science is telling us, this is not about politics, there's no ideology, there's no pejorative against any one business or any approach. There is simply mathematics and physics and some chemistry and biology. That is what we are acting on. I mean, just absolute word salad nonsense. And anytime you have to preface something by saying this is not about politics, well, spoiler alert, it's going to be about politics. This is yeah. pol political gobbledygook. Uh, none of it is real. And just look at it from a common sense standpoint. Look throughout the history of time. They always say if we don't act now in this, this amount of time, eight years, the world will be over. And guess what? We're still here. Right. They've been predicting our demise for years. And you're so right. Every time they say it's not about politics, what they mean is that you have to accept my political view without questioning it because mm -hmm. it's not politics. This is just my political view is just right. And this yours is mathematics. Is just wrong. This yeah. Is mathematics. No, my my political view is mathematics. And I love that he's tracking like individual <laughs> pieces of ice. Like, did you know that this piece of ice has now left Antarctica? <laughs> like, OK, what do you want me to do? How many plastic bags do I need to not use to stop the piece of ice? John Kerry like I don't understand yeah. how many styrofoam containers will it take before the piece of ice will reattach to Antarctica it's not going to it doesn't work like that like even if you accept the premise that somehow we're causing the piece of ice to break off and go away into the ocean none of these things that anybody's saying it's clear that they're going to help any of this none of it and I love like the dramatic language we're so close to a tipping point we're at irreversible damage first of all I thought mm. all this was done anyway don't you remember Obama going out there and saying that his election was the moment that we turned the tides of the ocean back when the waters began to recede from the earth like he's the second coming of Jesus I mean really there's there's nothing unless you are Jesus you can't make the water go back into the ice in antarctica like it's not a thing that's going to happen so they can order us to not use plastic bags or to use plastic bags or whatever the thing is that we're supposed to do this week all day long but it's not going to solve their problem and and it, that's why that's why and you can tell from the way that they behave because they're flying private jets everywhere they're buying fancy mansions on martha's vineyard uh john Kerry himself uh, his family owns an island off of nantucket called Nashon. so and they have all kinds of beautiful houses there and stuff it's not they're not like selling off their beachfront property or whatever they're doing just no, fine they not. don't they don't actually believe this stuff that's the problem they just no they'll buy 
like you said, they'll buy the beachfront property, uh, but they'll go after the middle of America, right? Somehow the the farmers who are working an honest living, who aren't insider trading, who actually have core beliefs and believe in God and take care of their families. No, no, you guys are actually the problem because those cows that you're raising, Mm -hmm. no, no, they're farting and they're they're bourbon. They're they're putting out too much CO2. They're actually ruining it. By the way, remember when I was really young, one of the first tastes I got of the climate change BS was the, there was a the ozone. The ozone's almost done. Oh, oh my God, the sky's falling. CFCs. Now that's gone to the side. Now the ozone's fine. Mm -hmm. What happened? Yeah. Well, they would tell you it's because they stopped using CFCs in in aerosol spray bottles. Yes, that was the big thing. I I remember. Yeah. So, so dumb. It's just, it's a dirty game, but um, somebody, let's play a clip of somebody who's killed more people than uh, climate change has in the history of climate change. And that's Hillary, what's it, Rotham Clinton? Rotham. Terrible. Rotham Clinton. Let's see. R-O-D-H-A-M. We're seeing uh, and beginning to pay attention and to count and record uh, the deaths that are related to climate. And by far the biggest killer is extreme heat. I mean, even in Europe mm. last summer, which uh, has the ability to count and figure out what happened. They recorded 61,000 deaths because of the heat in Europe. We don't have that kind of number yet from Africa, Asia, Latin America, but we know and estimate that we probably uh, could uh, measure about 500,000 deaths. And the majority of those are women and girls, and particularly pregnant women, Remarkable. Oh, we're pregnant women Remarkable. again, not pregnant people. Wow. Yeah, I just can't. Oh, when we're, we're we're playing the equi- when we're playing the equity game, though, you can have women because women are more impacted by things yes. like racism or climate change or whatever. But yeah, I love the exaggerated, insane numbers that they quote on this stuff. Back this summer, they were doing all this heat death stuff. The problem is they realized nobody was actually dying of climate, so now they count heat as part of the climate. So basically they they did all this stuff this summer. This is the hottest summer in 65,000 years. They were like literally quoting numbers like this. It was like, what was the temperature 65,000 years ago? You don't know. What are you talking about? You don't have that number. I don't even yeah. believe that they have accurate numbers for like a hundred no. years ago. They no, they just make, the no, absolutely was. not. And so now like, they're I'm like so- counting all these deaths. Do you know why people die of heat in Europe? Because they don't have starvation. air conditioners. They don't have air conditioners in Europe. Well, I'm, 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 I'm under the I'm under the impression too that that they are just making up uh, making up this. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't get up there. And if you're gonna troll and lie to the people, I would have gone up there with a straight face and say, "Hey, climate change is causing rise in myocarditis. Just rub it in our face. Look, why not just go with it? Just mm-hmm. go full on in. Just absolutely lie to us and uh, keep gaslighting the people. Because who's gonna stop you? Uh, no one yet. You can just say uh, say whatever you want. And by the way, imagine you tried to fact check what she just said. Like, what would you even look up? It's just such a <laughs> arbitrary BS that that is just said and it's supposed to be taken seriously in a room full of very serious people um one of the people that I like on and off I'm kind of like Jerry actually with this Bill Maher he'll have a hot streak where I'm agreeing with him and he's showing that he can be honest um but that's all out the window he's either a moron which is not good for his credibility or he's playing dumb and that takes away the honest factor from him and he's just full of it one of my favorite people over the last year, her reemergence as a quote-unquote right-wing loony bin, which is a little tough to uh, defend because she she is out there, but I agree with most of what she says. Roseanne Barr joins Bill Maher 
Um, I, I don't think this is his traditional show on HBO, right? Or is this one of his segments? I think this is his, um, his he does podcast? that other podcast where they like okay. drink and smoke weed and whatever their child yeah. on there. This isn't the new rules. Uh, sit down, Roseanne, and play dumb for 10 minutes before. Okay. Yeah, Craig, hit this one. This one's unbelievable. No wonder I don't remember this. No shit. You blocked it out, MK Ultra. <laughs> Who's that? That's the mind control program you're under, Bill. MK Ultra? Yeah. So who's, but who's Klaus Schwab? The head of the WEF. What's that? Google it. <laughs> See, the MK Ultra, I would get, I know what MK Ultra is because like I'm into that stuff, but I, yeah. I would give him a pass there. If that would, if the clip stopped right there, we go, he's, he's kind of ignorant more and looked it up. When he mm-hmm. does not know who Carl Schwab is, and then the WEF. What's that? Okay. Which is it? If we're taking odds, if I'm telling you he's either a absolute moron or he's lying, wh- which way would you guys lean? Uh, I think it's possible he doesn't know that stuff. It gets talked about a lot in right-wing circles, but I don't know if he's in the right crowd to have heard of that stuff. I don't know if that's the right type. Of, I mean, I know it's like a norm, like the WEF and Klaus Schwab and, I mean, like Agenda 2021 and all this stuff. They're... Like this gets a lot of play in a lot of conservative circles, but I think, you know, liberals haven't heard of it probably. And he's for all that he agrees with conservatives on a bunch of issues. He's mostly a liberal actually. Yes. Yes. If he could shake off his uh, hatred for Trump, kind of like, you know, herpy boy Rappaport did and just be honest, he could, he would, he would vote Republican because he now in 2023, now falls on the right side of the issues way more than the left. But for whatever it is, he can't fully do it. He, he won't do it. Uh, I can see him taking the, you know, the coward's way out, uh, maybe be a third party. We'll get to a third pan- party candidate that just, uh, quote, unquote, uh, threw her hat in the ring. That, that won't go well. Just ask the people of Wyoming. Uh, but we have one more thing to get into uh, in regards to this. But first... Excuse me. Bam! The holiday season is here, and we both know that the most wonderful time of the year can also be the most stressful, right? Two words. Omaha Steaks. I was so happy and so impressed with the quality of Omaha Steaks when I received a gift pack. I started sending them to some of my family and they loved it. It's sort of become a family tradition. Naturally aged for the ultimate tenderness. Something that you'll notice right away along with the juiciness and flavor of the world's best beef. This holiday season skip the guesswork and skip the stress. Give them the guaranteed perfection of Omaha Steaks. A wide variety plus mouth watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, and even easy-to-prepare meals. Do not wait. Go to omahasteaks.com to save 50% off site-wide and use the promo code CARSON to save an additional $30 on your order. Minimum order may be required. Your friends, family, or business associates will love it. omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide right now, and don't forget about the promo code CARSON. That's OmahaSteaks.com, promo code Carson, C-A-R-S-O-N. So Democrats continue to have a serious inner conflict uh, with this Hamas-Israel travesty that's going on. Uh, They are united when it comes to making up things like pronouns and whatnot and stuff that actually doesn't have a real-world effect. They can all be in unison on that because it doesn't mean anything. But when you have real things happening in the real world, now your political BS has to be put to the side and you have to use common sense. They are split. 
because they're, they just don't know how to deal with real world stuff. Uh, Pramila Jayapal, a congresswoman um, from the state of Washington. Um, this is tough. This is, this is a tough look. Uh, normally, when you talk about rape, rape should be condemned, uh, especially when you run uh, on things like the Me Too movement. Uh, mm-hmm. I know feminism. Rape should be condemned from the feminists to the, the, the super far right conservative male movement, whatever that may be. You know, you're uh, who's yeah. the guy in uh, very in, few political platforms are pro rape. I will say that's the, a, yeah, you, you, like to, you like to hope about as universal agreement generally as you can get in politics. You'd, you'd imagine. Um, but Pramila has a, has a tough time with this. Her, her brain seems to be warped here. And keep in mind, we're watching a clip. This is not on Fox. This is not on Newsmax. This is on CNN. So I actually very rarely want to tip my cap uh, to this reporter here on CNN where she actually Dana Bash. Check, mm-hmm. check, yeah, Dana Bash, she actually checks her a bit. Uh, brutal rape, sexual violence against Israeli women by Hamas. Um, I've seen a lot of progressive women Generally speaking, they're quick to defend women's rights and speak out against using rape as a, as a weapon of war. But downright silent on what we saw on October 7th and what might be happening inside Gaza right now to these hostages. Why is that? And I've condemned what Hamas has done. I've condemned Specifically all of women. the actions. Absolutely. The, the rape, the, of course. But I think we have to remember that Israel is a democracy. Of course. But I think we have to remember. Of course. But I think we have to remember. With respect, I was just asking about the the women and you turned it back to Israel. That rape is horrific, sexual assault is horrific. I think that it happens in war situations. Terrorist organizations like Hamas obviously are using these as tools. Mm-hmm. However, I think we have to be balanced about bringing in the outrages against however i think we have to be balanced however i think we have to be to remember however i think we have to be balanced but i think we have to remember uh, so you, however, you're good i'm gonna i'm gonna have, have a seizure i'm gonna have a seizure if they do that sound again. but i think we have to remember <laughs> however i think we have to be balanced <laughs> Craig, you were, you were five seconds away from seeing me kill myself live on this thing if that thing kept continuing. But you you get the point when you take away the weird edits and uh, the con- constant um, repeats of that. She is walking a fine line where she doesn't want to fully condemn Hamas and rape, but she that's tough. I get what she's attempting to say, but she can't full out come out and say it. That is a very tough clip because she feels like you can't fully condemn Hamas, right? Because if you fully condemn Hamas, like saying rape is terrible and they need to stop, they're being savages about it. That kind of gives like, you know, a, a head nod to Israel and kind of defeats your whole purpose. So she is trying to walk a tight line here, but comes across as you know, pretty shameful stuff. Well, right. And it's, this is not like, you know, basic ordinary rape too. What the Hamas people did on October 7th is like violent, murder torture terrible things that we don't have to get into like all the details but like cutting body parts off and 
you know, setting people on fire kind of rape, right? Like this is like the mm-hmm. most extreme version of rape you sh- could possibly have. It should be the easiest rape to condemn. Much easier than like condemning like a bad date somebody had 20 years ago. That's the type of stuff the Me Too movement canceled people for from Al Franken making inappropriate jokes about like women who were asleep near him and stuff that he had to, he had to drop out of uh, Congress over Mm. these accusations that were against Al Franken because the Democratic Party was so into the Me Too movement that this stuff, and he didn't like rape anybody at all, but Hamas can like, kill torture rape behead set on fire all these things and the democratic party's like well it happens in war we have yeah there's some, there's some gray area yeah, here it's not the black and white really it's like not the kind of thing that you'd like make somebody resign from congress over or anything like that i mean my goodness like take it back and not it's absolutely nuts and it reflects this problem that the democratic party has with like the multiculturalism all cultures are equal stuff because they cannot bring themselves to say that there's an actual problem with Hamas it's like well it just happens in war da, da, da. you know Pramila Jaipal managed to in 2015 condemn rape used as a weapon of war in Darfur on Twitter she tweeted about it she has not tweeted condemning Hamas for what they did on October seventh and it's so telling because the democratic party knows that they have a big constituency that is all for this i mean there there are a bunch of people out there that are openly for this and they're then an even bigger contingent of people who are pretending that they don't really believe it because it means their position there's no proof yeah maintain there's no evidence. There's no proof. We have no the proof same it's happened. It's for the, on video. For the they filmed it. They were proud of it. They were proud for of it. And they filmed it and they put it out there and they were cheering about it and putting it on social media and saying, look what we did. Isn't this great? And they're like, well, there's no physical evidence. You know, and it has been people sent are saying to a that. crime lab. <laughs> the same people are saying that eight years ago, we're saying believe all women when it, when it came to, you know, accusers against Trump and whatnot. But now they're just people who want to... Yeah, exactly. The same exact people. The only reason the narrative changes because of standards. The only reason Michael Avenatti is a national figure is because he was a lawyer who represented women who never even met Brett Kavanaugh. They just put out a tip line and were like, "Anybody who's been raped by Brett Kavanaugh, come forward." And like random crazy people would call up and be like, "Oh yeah, Brett Kavanaugh gang raped me." And they're like, "Have you ever met him?" Yeah, totally. I was with Brett Kavanaugh. I was like, "I've never heard of this person." They're like, "See." Totally typical yeah, rapist. That was like, that was believe all women. Like that. that was <laughs> it was absolute madness. Yeah, that was a crazy time. By the way, if you were, when, when that era was happening, you'd be crazy to run for uh, office on the right side because they will if they can't dig up something that actually happened to you, they'll just you know fabricate it. And we had the believe all women movement where you were absolutely guilty uh, without any chance of being innocent in their eyes. Uh, but good move by her. Good move by Pramila. Uh, she went back to the old playbook. Sorry, I'm catching a lot of heat for this, rightly so. All right, let me put out a tweet. Uh, tax the rich. Her last tweet. <laughs> it's pretty much like a very basic tax the rich, you know, that whole thing that would normally plays in the past and gets you elected. She actually got ratioed on it. So people aren't forgetting that. So good for her. Good attempt. I'll get, listen, well done. That's, that's what you got to do. You, you have that in your back pocket. You might as well play it. A couple more of those. You might be, you know, uh, off good, but um, not yet. People are still going to be on her for this. Um, she won't have to resign or anything. She'll be good. But uh, I don't know if she gets reelected because that is something that people uh, will remember. Now, I'll be honest. I, I was not familiar with this news story. It came across this morning when I saw your lovely husband, Tom. And I could tell he is now taking a bigger role in the production of your podcast because uh, in the name, uh, he actually had the 
dot mp3 which shows me that tommy boy is doing that now you guys had a very funny title um and this on a serious note this just shows how far and how dumbed down our society is getting you know mm-hmm. it's really like the movie idiocracy uh the oxford word of the year yeah um you could give me i don't know if i didn't see the story three months straight or i just stay at home and just think of and just throw out words i would never get this the word of the year for 2023 is riz Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard the kids use it. Uh, I've never used it myself. I'll be totally honest. Now, the first thing is, I think the this word being cool is now done. Once Oxford's in on the joke, it's over. It'll be yeah. old people like uh, me and Tom using it like absolute <laughs> nerds. Can you go ahead and kind of explain to us, uh, Riz? So Riz is the middle part of the word charisma. And it means, I think our generation probably would say you've got game instead of you've got Riz. But um, that's what it means is it's uh, according to the definition that Craig has pulled up here from Oxford pertaining to someone's ability to attract another person through style, charm or attractiveness. The middle part of the word charisma and because they're word nerds at Oxford, they uh, say it's an unusual word formation pattern where you take the middle part of the word instead of the beginning of the part to make it shorter. So like refrigerator turns into fridge or influenza turns into flu. So that's uh, that makes it a little bit, I guess, interesting from the word formation perspective. I think they're just trying to come up with some reason why they pick this word instead of just trying to be cool um but anyway so my daughter was all excited that they chose this as the word of the year because this is a word that she and her friends use and um you know they'll say you'd say someone's got riz or you can use it as a verb you can say that you are rizzing up somebody which is like you know chatting up a girl I guess is how you would say it so this kind of popped into the mainstream because they asked Tom Holland who dates Zendaya uh, and he plays Spider-Man I guess in the Mm. newer Spider-Mans but um, they asked him you know where he gets his riz and he said he has no riz so that that kind of um, a lot of people then started googling riz and started using the word like Tom so yeah when Tom and I are using the word riz it's over you had had a good run our daughter no longer thinks that we're cool so that's that's that for riz but yeah a lot of the words that they picked were like that riz was the front runner but there were a few like they had um swifty was one of the potential words which is like a fan of taylor swift it could have been worse is what you're saying they had um prompt which is like an ai prompt to get it to do something they had a beige flag this is something that the hell is that for so like you know how you can say that somebody like you know, your friend is dating somebody and he's got all these red flags, like bad signs about oh, them. Geez. So oh, a beige God. flag means that they're like bored. You could say something's a green flag or you could say it's a beige flag if it's like boring or it doesn't I'm say so, I'm so well. glad. I, I'm so like glad. The I fact that he wears sweater vests is such a beige flag. Oh, my God. You know, I think, I think we're ready. For the, we're ready for that. Meteor. Situationship was in there. Yeah, uh, I, uh, but yeah, I can't. I can't do any more of these words. I'm so glad I don't know any of this. <laughs> ignorance is ignorance is bliss on this. I, I want to keep keep uh, my head away away from this because I don't. If I start speaking like that, do me a favor. You guys have permission to absolutely off me. I have uh, no problem with that. Two things to to get into before we we wrap up here. Uh, the White House set a sent a letter out to Congress. Um, it's not going to be that publicized because it kind of goes against everything that we've been told the last two or three years. Uh, your neighbors who are trying to virtue signal, who have the yellow and blue flags in their lawn, keep this one away from them because it goes, although they may have replaced those now 
Uh, with Hamas flags? Yeah, probably with Hamas flags. Uh, not sure why. They can't. They can explain it to you, but that's the right side of history in their mind, but they could not tell you why. Um, so pretty much the gist of this letter is that they can no longer give um, weapons. We can't really fund Ukraine anymore without dipping into our stockpile. So what we're pretty much doing is we have an excess amount of weapons and we still have the top of the top stuff for ourselves, and we kind of sell off some of the older stuff um, to them and keep it going. But that, that is done. Yeah. We're uh, out of stuff to the give coffin. Ukraine there. Uh, yep, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Zelensky. Uh, hate to break it to you, but you are no longer the cool thing. You're like the word Riz. It was cool for a little while. (laughs) It's now done. It's not cool. Supporting Ukraine is not cool anymore. The yellow and blue flags are done. It's done. Had a good run. It was longer than it should have been. And I feel terrible. I mean, generations of Ukrainian men were killed over nothing. And the same people at the COP28 conference were the ones who knew about this conflict way before it happened. They're the ones who were probably, uh, you know, putting in the calls to keep this thing going. A lot of people don't don't know about this because you trust me, you will not see this in the news. Uh, but about midway now from the start and where we are now, about a year ago, uh, there was a deal in place. Um, Russia was more so, you know, the ones for, you know, behind it, but it never got done. The deal was no more. Uh, I think they would have a little discussion about some parts of Ukraine going back to Russia, but the biggest thing was no more war. All Ukraine had to do is agree on that little piece of land and agree in writing now, not not word, not like a handshake. You guys cannot join NATO. Do you guys know who put a kibosh to this? Uh, us? But no, no, I'm sure we're behind it. But Boris Johnson, of all people, was the one who kept this sucker going. Um, so this should have been over a long time ago. It, it looks like, listen, no more money. And the cr- craziest thing, people think we're sending weapons. We're funding Ukrainian pensions. Like, Oh, yeah, the whole government is running from us now because they, they're all in this total state of chaos and more. They can't run anything without us. We're funding the whole Ukrainian government. We didn't agree to fund their election, right? So mm-hmm. they're, they're the ones defending democracy, although they don't have elections. Think about that one. Try to rationalize it. Good luck. If you figure it out, let me know. I'll be, um, I'm all ears. Democracy doesn't uh, yeah. mean that anymore. It just means well, stuff I like. It doesn't mean elections yes. per se. Democracy it's all, it's all just word means, salad. you know, like nice people that I like. It's all word salad. So this thing is coming to an end. Uh, and when it's all said and done, I feel terrible for all the people on both sides who, who passed away. And you're going to be able to look at a map. Uh, from five years ago to look at a map in 10 years and you'll see, Hey, Hey, your, your kids might say, Hey daddy, why did, why did Ukraine get smaller? Well, son, we, uh, let me sit down. Let me tell you, we, we fought a proxy war. Uh, didn't go well for them, but uh, we sent them a lot of our money. And then October 7th happened. Then there was a new flavor in town and Ukraine was left uh, sitting there with the, you know, the Johnson in their hand. It's the right kind of like that. every time a bell rings an angel gets their wings. Every time you elect a Democrat in the United States, Ukraine gets a little bit smaller. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's over and done with. Um, the last thing that I want to get into, it actually broke right before we started recording. Uh, Liz Cheney, my favorite little war hawking uh, rhino out there by far. If you were, you know, that was the number one uh, issue in Wyoming. She would still have a spot, uh, you know, as a senator or congresswoman there. But she announced, and we have a clip of this. She announced big news. She's been doing the uh, media trail now for two weeks. Yeah, she has a book out. Trump. 
which is what yeah, you do. Yeah, of course, there's, there's also, yeah, that's my favorite way to money launder. <laughs> uh, number two, you write a book and a bunch of people that donate money to you just buy a thousand of them, let them collect mm-hmm. dust. My favorite well, that's what one, you though, do, or your own, one. you have your own campaign, buy the books, so you yes. can give them out as like prizes or whatever. Gifts. So, what a yeah. Prize that is. Yeah, so you have your own campaign, buy the stuff, you know, you get the money from the books being sold, quote unquote, and your campaign spends donor money on your books paying you so that they can give them to like your fans or, you know, just people who walk fans. by your table at CPAC or whatever. That would be, like, that'd be or, a short list. Force them on people. <laughs> can you guess my new favorite way to uh, legally launder money? And this is recent. This, is, this has to do with the Bidens. Um, are you getting into painting? Yes. Yes. That is my favorite nice. way. It's the best. Oh, it's the best one. People are trying to save the straight face. No, Hunter Biden is really, you know, the, you know, that crackhead hit same guy. Hey, he's a great Super painter. By the way, a lot of, painter. a lot of incredible, a lot of people, a lot of artists do have drug problems. So maybe, maybe yeah, 500. They try to save the straight face. Yeah. He's making all this money. Yeah. That, that guy. And yeah, five hundred thousand dollars painting is beautiful. He's a fantastic so. painter for the same reason that he's a fantastic international businessman, which is that his last name is Biden. Yeah, hey, the, yeah, it is. It is. If the Trumps had that, I'm sure that would uh, go under the radar. But let's listen to Liz announce her big announcement this morning. Terms: We will be voting on whether to preserve our republic in the next election. You think this is a vote about whether or not? We still have democracy in this country. It certainly is, you know, and and Donald Trump has told us exactly what he will do. He will not abide by the rulings of the courts. Uh, He uh, will certainly appoint people to office, whether or not they can be confirmed by the Senate. Um, He uh, has talked about using the military uh, in terms that uh, really are fundamentally un-American, including here in the United States. So it's a very dangerous moment, and it's a moment for people to understand that 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 cannot be the path that we go down as a country. Just yesterday in an interview, you, you said fundamentally there's a choice to be made. You can't be both for Donald Trump and for the Constitution. You have to choose. Yeah, <laughs> a vote for Donald Trump is unconstitutional, anti-American. Well, he won't. He won't support and uphold the Constitution. We've already seen what happened. Uh, he is the only president in American history who attempted to overturn an election, who attempted to seize power, to stay in power after he had lost. Um, and the reason that it, we didn't have a much more serious crisis was because there were people around him who stopped him. Because there were people around the country, state officials, for example who stopped him, who did not yield to the pressure that he put on them to change votes from Biden to Trump. Um, we won't have that safe. No fact checking. And, and he's so dangerous. Yeah. No, if you have a president who is you know unwilling what happens, to by the way, by if you like courts, tried to stop to Putin from being elected in Russia, if you were like a state official who tried to change election results, like you yeah, would just you, be you, dead. You die of food poisoning. Yeah, That's it's, what it's, a dictator is. Trump, the fact that all the state officials could just be like, no, sorry, Trump, we're not doing that. I can't find you the votes. Like that's the end of yeah, the story. What, dic- what dictators, yeah, dictate Trump. Trump had a ch- He could have. If Trump were a dictator, he'd still be president. That's like the ultimate test. He wouldn't, his, his big revolution would not be people walking around taking selfies, you know, being let in by uh, the Capitol police. He would have gone out with a, with a bang like that. It's baloney. They know it, but listen, I'm actually okay with Liz running. I mean, she's not a real threat, but I think they're doing this thinking that, all right, you know, she's a, you know, typical, you know, Typical conservative with, uh, you know, big roots. and the, mm-hmm. They've been the Chinese their prominent name. I got news for you. Anyone who has a brain in their head who votes right will hate Liz Cheney and knows what she is. 
What you can get are people who are sick of Biden who look up there and see a woman. Take, right. I think she takes more more votes from the left than she does uh, mm-hmm. from the right. And or like that, the Lincoln Project it. type people, the like Lincoln Project type oh. people who are sort of were once kind of right wing, right? Who just like want 2004 back. And those people, like they aren't going to vote for Trump either way. So they're either going to vote for Biden or if a Liz Cheney or Joe Manchin gets it and they'll vote for that person. So yeah, I definitely agree. I think that hurts Biden more than that hurts Trump. I think anybody who would vote for Liz Cheney was never going to vote for Trump in the first place. It doesn't take a single vote from him. Other big presidential race news, by the way, um, big shakeups, Doug Burgum dropping out who will get all his voters. I mean, How did I forget like that? That could, that could change the state of the race now at this late date. Other and in other Came big up. news, I mean, write it down. this is gonna um this is gonna change things. I'm sure this time. This is the time. Um, Paul Ryan has endorsed Nikki Haley for president. So <laughs> I mean, oh God, I don't know. Mark. Trump's lead could drop to like 40 points. You don't even know. Ah, uh, just some checking true social. He actually just announced he's dropping out. He said the Paul Ryan endorsement was the one that did him in on top of Liz Cheney. Now he said he has no stop. That is remarkable. I love the old names that just get recycled. Paul Ryan, he, he should have been done 10 years ago, but he's still he's still a thing. They still I think literally his, uh, loved him in 2012. He was so cute. Oof. And he had all his like P90X videos. Do you remember he used to do P90X with the P90X guy? Jeez. Do you- no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's such a bro. I it's not as hot so as it's, yeah. it's not as it's not as hot as Awaken 180. Um, there you go. Little 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 plug to them. But all right, guys. I'm sure there's a few more things that'll happen between now and Thursday. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on the news, and we will see you guys then. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.